Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. Christ the King, the day which we celebrate today ends our current church year. The celebration began in 1925 after Pope Pius XI decreed that Christians need to be reminded that their true allegiance needs to be in the spiritual ruler in heaven and not in earthly supremacy. Pius saw the rise in nationalism following World War I as a danger to Christians. Pius wanted a day that stressed Christ being supreme ruler and head. On this day, our gospel reminds us that Christ obtained his power not through powerful armies, clubs, swords, or any violence placed upon another individual, but through the violent acts committed by others against Jesus. The crown that our Lord wears is a crown of thorns, and through his blood we are saved. Just as a lamb once saved the people of Egypt, so has this lamb saved us. Please rise to the reading of the gospel. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified him there, crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, that he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were, were, hang, who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other rebuked him, saying, do not, fear, do not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we have indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You all may be seated. So there's a, there's a story of the king of Sweden, or Denmark, or Norway. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter. But since these churches, and they were all Lutheran churches, were state-run churches, the king would go around and visit these churches once a year, typically. Every week, the king would choose a different place to go. And so one week, the king went to this Lutheran church, and the pastor saw the king sitting in that congregation. And the, so the pastor changed his entire sermon. He threw out all his notes that he wrote down on the gospel and decided to preach the entire, use the entire time of his sermon to talk about how great the king is, how great the policies of the kings are, and how we as a congregation should be supporting the king in all of his endeavors. A couple weeks later... Or the king sent the pastor a package in the mail. And in the package was a crucifix and a note. And the, the king wrote to the pastor. He said, put this above your pulpit. It's right here. And he said, the next time you give a sermon that's not on the gospel, your people can look up and they can be reminded of the true gospel. Even if you can't preach it. My dad told that story on the day... That, and it's a true story, although I had a lot hard time finding it on Google, but it's a true story. 
But my dad told this story on the day that my congregation, home congregation was dedicating a new crucifix to be hung in the church. And like most Lutherans, we were scared. We didn't understand why exactly a crucifix needed to be hung in the church because that is essentially, you know, too Catholic. We believe that Christ is resurrected. That is our focus. And that is a partially true statement. We do believe that Christ was resurrected, but as Lutherans, we also claim to be theologians of the cross. Pastor Paul T. McCain, a Lutheran pastor, once said, The empty cross is not a symbol of Christ's resurrection, as some say, for the fact that it is the cross would have been emptied regardless of whether or not Christ had risen from the grave. The point to be kept clear here is that both an empty cross and a crucifix symbolize the same thing, the death of Christ our Lord for the salvation of the world. Many feel the crucifix symbolizes this truth more clearly and strikingly. There has been the traditional opinion of historic Lutheran, this has been the opinion of traditional Lutheranism until the last 50 years. Now, Pastor McCain is right. If you go over to Europe, most, most Lutheran congregations have crucifixes hung throughout the church, over the altar, above the pulpit. In most rubrics in, in Lutheran churches, it says that the pastor have a small crucifix and just sit right here on the altar so that when the pastor is celebrating the mass when he's proclaiming the words of institution he can look down or she can look down and be reminded of why he or she is standing there but here in america lutherans we tend to shy away from the crucifix most of our angst is because the crucifix is seen as being associated with our catholic brothers and sisters and that's a shame but I also think we don't like the image of Jesus as a convicted criminal hanging on a cross. We, you know, we, we like to think of Jesus as the good shepherd. We like to think of Jesus as this strong, towering figure. We, we typically like to think of Jesus like this, right? Big, strong, carrying the flag. This is how we like to think of Jesus, right? Yet when we look on the crucifix, we see that Jesus is weak. We see that his arms have been stretched, taut. We see his ribs... We see his head bowed. This makes us feel uncomfortable, right? But we are theologians of the cross. And our theology around the cross proclaims power in the face of weakness. Martin Luther once said, When I hear of Christ, an image of a man hanging on a cross takes form in my heart. Just as the reflection of my face naturally appears in the water when I look into it. Luther is saying that when we think of Jesus Christ, the natural image that comes to our mind is that of him hanging on a cross because the cross changed everything. For Christ on the cross means that when we suffer, our lead Jesus joins us in our sorrow. When we face defeat, our Lord Jesus joins us in our defeat. When we face death, our Lord Jesus joins us in our death. The cross is the great equalizer for God. It was where God's humanity was fully revealed to us. The cross shows us that our God could suffer and die just like any one of us. Christ hanging on the cross is a powerful image. But what about times when we are not dying, when we are not suffering, when we are not feeling defeated? Can't we just have our beautiful gold crosses, our bare crosses? Have you ever noticed that nobody has a problem with seeing Christ in a manger? We love that image of a sweet little baby asleep on the hay. We have hymns, way in the manger, sleep on the hay. 
That, that is a comforting image for many American Christians. We like to keep Jesus in the manger. We like to picture Jesus triumphant, powerful, beautiful, with long flowing hair. We don't like seeing Jesus weak. We'd rather think of him as a sweet little baby. Babies don't make us feel uncomfortable. They're cute. They're cuddly. Babies, though, grow up. And that is why it's okay to keep Jesus in the manger for a time. Because we're reminded when we see Jesus in the major that he experienced all that we had, that he is humble and that he is not above suffering on our behalf. And it's okay to have Jesus on the cross because we know he doesn't stay here. We know after three days he rose from the grave. Resurrection is still proclaimed in the cross that holds the corpse of Jesus. But it's in the cross, in the image of Christ hanging on the cross, is in this brutal but holy story that God reckons and unites God's self with humanity in such a way that we cannot see God in any other way. We think of God, we try to picture God, we need to see Jesus hanging on the cross, broken, beaten, vulgar in all the wrong ways, but necessary for our salvation. Our Lord is made king because he was willing to lay down his life for his friends. Our Lord is made king because he was faithful to the cross. Our Lord is made king because he was willing to become like one of us. Our Lord is made king in weakness and death, hanging between two criminals. Even as one berates him and another looks to him for comfort and assurance, our Lord does not give him to the pain and agony of his death. Our Lord gives comfort to the other bandit, gives hope in a hopeless situation. Our Lord is king because of all these things and so many more things, for so many reasons unknown to us. We do not need to think of Jesus solely as a great warrior. Maybe we shouldn't even think of him as this towering, invincible figure. Maybe it is better to think of him as a man who was crucified for our sake, who died for our sake, who lives despite all the evil this world can muster against him. This is our king. 